Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Why is President Trump skipping the first Republican debate? That's a very interesting question, I think. Trump confirmed that he was skipping the debates. In fact, if you read his statement that he released about the Republican debate in Milwaukee tomorrow, he actually referred to the debate as plurals, insinuating that he's not going to go to any of the debates. This is what he posted on Truth Social. He said, new CBS poll just out has me leading the field by quote unquote legendary numbers. Trump, 62%, 46 points above DeSanctimonious, who's crashing like an ailing bird. Ramaswamy, 7%, Pence, 5%, Scott, 3%, Haley, 2%, Sloppy Chris Christie, 2%, Ada Hutchinson, 1%. Trump said, the public knows who I am and what a successful presidency I had. With energy independence, strong borders and military, biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, no inflation, strongest economy in history, and much more, I will therefore not be doing the debates. He said debates plural. You can see that right there on the screen. So I guess that does that means it's not just this upcoming debate. And there are some people who are proposing, I saw this on X, some people proposing that President Trump's lawyers dissuaded him from attending this debate because of the possibility that any anything related to January 6th, anything related to the prosecution would be used against him, since especially the Georgia lawsuit, I guess all of them, the one in, in or the Georgia indictment, the one in Georgia, the one in Manhattan, the, the the special counsel, Jack Smith, they all have to do with his speech, mostly his tweets, his comments, his speeches. So there's some people on X who are proposing that he's not doing it out of prudence because anything he says about it will be used against him in these open cases. I don't quite buy that. I don't think that that's the reason. There are some other people who are saying that voters have a right to hear from the candidate. They have a right to hear from Donald Trump. They have a right to hear from Joe Biden. Biden, too, is refusing to debate RFK Jr. And let me tell you, that's a debate I would pay to see. Um, I understand this. I do think that candidates have a responsibility to not just present themselves in a package to the public, but to actually allow the public to interact with them, to see them as human and not just as an online personality. Um, My personal opinion on the matter is I wish that Trump was doing this debate. I wish that he was going to be up there. It would be way more interesting if Trump was up there than without him. And I don't quite understand why he wouldn't do it. It's really a no-lose proposition for him because he's very skilled at debates. He's he's hilarious at debates. That's where he that's where he shined in 2016. He's great when people attack him. He's great with the one-liners. He's great with communicating with the American people. In fact, sometimes, once in a while, I will confess to you. I grow a little bit tired of just the back and forth online when it comes to Trump. And I'll be like, okay, I've had about enough of this. And then I'll see him, whether it's at a rally, whether it's at a speech, an interview. And as soon as I see him again in person and hear him talk, see him perform essentially, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this guy. And it kind of reminds me, it like it revives the fact that I think that he's a hilarious person. So I don't, I don't understand exactly why he's not going. I mean, some people are saying that he's just 
He's refusing to acknowledge that there are any challengers because he thinks of himself as the incumbent and he doesn't want, he doesn't think that he should dignify any of these other challengers from DeSantis to Pence to Haley to Ramaswamy um, by his presence. That seems like a pretty weak argument to me. The most convincing argument of why he's not going is probably that this debate is hosted by the RNC and by Fox News, both institutions which you could argue have wronged Trump. The RNC, of course, is asking for a pretty strict, I mean, I might even describe it as unreasonable uh, commitment from these candidates, a commitment to support whoever wins the Republican um, race. So what if Chris Christie won? I mean, I know, LOL, Chris Christie's never gonna win, but hypothetically, what if he won? Is Trump supposed to support him? What about Pence? Is he supposed to support Pence? Like, that's a pretty difficult request. In addition to the fact that the RNC is asking for all of Trump's campaign data, all of his voter data. So I understand that, um, I understand that he's not happy with that. Maybe more importantly is the Fox News aspect. Tucker Carlson was fired from Fox because he was, or ostensibly, the most likely reason he was fired from Fox is because he was covering January 6th. And the way he was covering January 6th was factual. It's not like he's on Team Trump necessarily. But when you're on the side of the truth about January 6th, you're on the side of President Trump here. Tucker Carlson was fired because of that. That's a pretty big affront by Fox News against President Trump. So that to me is the strongest argument for why it would be justified for President Trump not to participate in these debates, even though he's very skilled at it. And yeah, the American people do need to see a president in a debate format. But the RNC Fox aspect is the aspect that I can understand he would not want to get involved with. I'm interested in your thoughts. Are you going to watch? He did announce also, President Trump said that he's going to, instead of going to the debate, he's going to do an interview with Tucker Carlson that's going to air at the same time. So we're going to keep an eye on those ratings. I think it'll be interesting. And I want to know if you're going to watch Tucker and Trump, if you're going to watch the GOP debate, or if you're going to go to bed early and watch neither. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. So there was a debate memo that was leaked. This is obviously a preparation document. Every candidate before they debate, on at, this is true at local level, at whether it's like a congressional race, whether it's a state race, whether it's a federal race, whether it's a presidential race, um, they, there's basically a dossier that's created for each candidate. It's like a binder full of stuff. And it's got stuff on their own policy. It's got one-liners that are pre-written for them, all their debate talking points. It's got all the opposition research on every candidate, the strategy for how how in this case, maybe DeSantis would talk about Trump or talk about one of his other competitors here. And one of these debate memos was leaked. Um, And it's supposedly a debate memo that was created for Ron DeSantis. I'm going to read this to you. This is from Fox News. DeSantis is denying that this is his, but I don't know if I believe him. I don't really believe a lot of what 
politicians say when it comes to stuff like this. This is what Fox says. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says he's, quote, ready to do what we need to do at Wednesday's first Republican presidential nomination debate to deliver his message and defend himself from rival candidates. The conservative governor also dismissed a leaked debate strategy memo from top advisors at the DeSantis-aligned superback saying that, quote, the memo is not mine. I haven't read it. Um, among other things, the memo, I think this is what we're interested in the most, not whether DeSantis is denying it, but what was in it. Among other things, the memo urged DeSantis to defend former President Donald Trump. Um, if, as expected, the former president comes under attack from other candidates, the document also urges DeSantis to hammer Vivek Ramaswamy, another rival for the nomination whose standing is rising in numerous polls. I find that very interesting. I would not take that advice. If this isn't DeSantis's, let's just, let's just um, accept that premise for a second. If this was created by a DeSantis super PAC, which isn't technically allowed to communicate with the DeSantis campaign, and so they leaked it in order to get it to DeSantis, that would be a very typical political move. I wouldn't take any of this advice. This is not good advice. He should not attack Vivek. Like, what? What are you trying to fight for second place? Um, he should defend Trump, but he should not talk about the weaponization of the federal government beyond defending Trump and saying how awful it is and promising to abolish the FBI and any other of the intelligence agencies or federal law enforcement apparatuses that have been weaponized. What he should focus on, and this is true of any candidate, I'm not sitting here just giving DeSantis advice here. This is actually, they shouldn't be focusing on each other at all. You can compare and contrast yourself to the other candidates so that the voter knows what you're getting. Like, okay, this is where he stands and this is what I stand, where I stand. But ultimately, this is the Republican Party against the Democrat Party. The vision and the principles of the Republican Party against the vision and the lack of principles of the Democrat Party. And that's where all the visceral, savage mudslinging, that's where it should live. It should live against Joe Biden. If the Republicans want to win, this is true whether it's DeSantis, this is true if Trump were going to be there, which he's not. This is true of it's Vivek. This is true of any of the candidates. You want to actually win new voters that weren't already going to vote for you just by nature of being Republican. Then you talk about COVID. You talk about COVID lockdowns, which by the way, we're going to talk about more in this show because rumor has it reportedly, allegedly, the Democrats are getting ready to ramp all that stuff up again. People don't want that. People don't like that. You don't have to be a Republican to be against mask mandates and that vaccines being coerced and your business being ruined. You talk about that. How did this happen less than two years ago in our country? And we've just forgotten it. No one's been held accountable. Talk about COVID. Talk about the transgender ideology. This is now in, it's infiltrated every corner of our society and our culture. And again, you don't have to be a Republican to be against the transgender ideology. You don't have to, Republicans, by the way, believe in equality under the law equal rights for everybody, no matter how they identify. But that's not what the transgender ideology wants. They want you to be forced to celebrate their delusions because it's a political tactic and people don't like that. Moms and dads don't want biological males changing in the locker room with their, with their little girls. They don't want biological males playing on sports teams. They don't want their children being transed in school. They don't want pornographic books being read to their kindergartner and first grader and second grader and third grader. They don't want blue-haired teachers telling, telling their kids that they're gender queer and that their pronouns are Z-Zer. No one wants that. No one wants that in our society. And Republican candidates have been tentative about talking about it, but if they talk about it, they will win people over. Also, Hunter Biden. They should focus on Hunter Biden. No one likes Hunter Biden's corruption. Even Democrats think 
that it's bad and wrong and it might change their votes. Talk about that. Contrast yourselves to each other, that's fine. Compare your policies to each other, that's fine. Save your attacks for the Democrats. That's a campaign, or that's a debate prep memo that everyone should pay attention to. Speaking of Hunter Biden, you think the Hunter Biden corruption can't get any worse. Wait till you hear what Hunter Biden's lawyers threatened Joe Biden. Yes, the president of the United States. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Hunter Biden's lawyers. This is according to The Daily Wire and others. This is quite the story. Hunter Biden's lawyers threatened to force Joe Biden to the witness stand if the Department of Justice charged Hunter Biden. Talk about a mafia tactic. So one of the interesting things about the cocaine in the White House, the non-investigation that followed that, was people who thought that we would actually get to the bottom of it. Like, it was obviously easy to figure out who had that baggie of cocaine. It was Hunter Biden's. That doesn't take a rocket scientist, doesn't even take, you know, Encyclopedia Brown could have solved that mystery. But they were never going to solve that mystery because if they found out that it was Hunter Biden's, they would have had to charge him for it. Or even if they didn't, even if they found a way not to charge him for it, it would have violated what was at the time his uh, determent program for his other charges, his firearm charges and his tax evasion charges. And one of, the, one of the elements of that, one of the conditions of that plea deal, that diversionary program, was that he remained drug-free. So if he were caught with cocaine, it would, have, it would have thrown him out of that diversionary program. So it was never going to happen that they were going to find who it was. The media just doesn't hold them accountable. So they could be like, oh, well, it was impossible to tell who it was. Maybe it was someone in the Biden or, but we just, we couldn't tell. There's no cameras there. Sure, the most secure location on planet Earth. You couldn't tell who brought drugs in there. Forgive me if I don't believe you here. Well, Hunter Biden's lawyers, the reason Joe Biden cannot condemn Hunter Biden for any reason is because Hunter Biden has all the dirt in the world on Joe Biden. He could blow the whole operation just like that. And I imagine Joe Biden lives in constant fear of this. If I were Joe Biden, I'd be like, oh my gosh, when is the next laptop gonna come up where my naked crack smoking son is gonna be talking about all the money he's made me and more emails are going to show exactly the role that I played in this, in this deal where my son was the bag man going around to foreign nations collecting cash in exchange for access to me. Like, it would take one, one uh, drug bender for Hunter Biden to blow the whole ordeal. And so what does Joe Biden do? He has to hold his son real close, bring him into the White House. That's not fatherly love, like he always talks about. That's not close-knit family. No, no, that's fear. You hold this person so close so that if he starts to open his mouth, you're close enough to put your hand over his face. That's what we're having happen here. And Hunter Biden's lawyers are proving that. 
This is what the Daily Wire writes. They say, Chris Clark, a lawyer for Hunter Biden, threatened the U.S. attorney investigating his client that if his client was charged in the case, the defense would call President Joe Biden to testify, thus creating a constitutional crisis by pitting the president against his own Justice Department. The warning came after information was leaked to the news media that federal prosecutors believed they had enough information to charge Hunter Biden for illegally purchasing a firearm despite being a drug addict. This is what Clark said in a letter to prosecutors. President Biden now unquestionably would be a fact witness for the defense in any criminal trial. This of all cases justifies neither the spectacle of a sitting president testifying at a criminal trial nor the potential for a resulting constitutional crisis. Oh, well, I think we've cracked the mystery here. I think we now understand exactly why Hunter Biden is being protected the way that he is. If you actually wanted to um, hold Hunter Biden accountable, you would not rely on Joe Biden's own Department of Justice. Joe Biden obviously doesn't want to be on the witness stand because that would be embarrassing for him. And he's going to do anything to avoid it. So clearly, they're not going to charge Hunter Biden the way that Hunter Biden doesn't want to be charged. The, the, the only way or the best way to actually stop this is not to wait for a Republican president. It's not to hope that there's a Republican Congress that's going to conduct some sort of investigation or hearings. No, no. The best way to stop this is for a conservative district attorney, a conservative prosecutor in a jurisdiction where the jury pool is friendly, meaning not Washington, D.C., not New York, somewhere in a red state where juries actually apply the elements of the statute to the facts of the case as is being presented to them, some conservative prosecutor in a jury-friendly jurisdiction to go after Joe and Biden for the same sort of charges that the prosecutor Fannie Willis in Georgia is going after Trump for, so RICO charges. Because what Hunter Biden and Joe Biden did is almost exactly textbook what a, a mafia would do or what a RICO charge would be. You're not going to be able to do this at the federal level right now. There's, there's too many swamp creatures. There's, it's, it's too bureaucratic. It's never going to happen. It's going to have to be done the way that Democrats are doing it to Trump. This is, this is another one of those situations that's so infuriating to be a Republican because Democrats figured this out a lot, like long before Republicans figured this out. Why do you think Fulton County, Georgia is where the most likely case of Trump going to prison is happening in Fulton County, Georgia? Like what? This isn't happening impeaching a president, but Fulton County, Georgia, or Manhattan? Yeah, the reason for this is because Democrats cracked this code. Republicans are having to play catch up, but it doesn't mean that doesn't mean that Republicans shouldn't play catch up. The only way to stop Democrats from weaponizing government against Trump or any other conservative, by the way, won't stop at Trump, is for Democrats to know that if they do this, it's going to happen to them. Now, this might seem like an intimidating proposition. In fact, there were there was someone on X. We could bring up element number two. This is a post on X by a user named Martyr Maid. I'm going to bring this up on the screen so I can read this. That says, I see people calling for Republican state attorney general to find charges for Democrat politicians. Here's how that would play out. The Democrats would reject the proceeding as illegitimate and refuse to participate, daring the state attorney general to try to arrest them for it. Ben Shapiro would do a podcast describing why the indictments don't technically meet the standards for whatever crime and therefore shouldn't have been brought. Senate Republicans would rush to meet the press to denounce the state attorney general for weaponizing the legal system, and the media would turn the state prosecutor and any state officials that back him into the biggest hate figures in the country, besides Trump, of course. 
The GOP, he writes, is simply not built for this kind of fight. I gotta tell you, when I read that, I couldn't, I like read it five or six times. I couldn't stop reading it because I'm worried that it's true. I'm worried that that's true. And it really means that we as the conservative movement and the Republican Party and the officials that we elect to represent us, including prosecutors, including state legislatures, need to grapple with the question, are we really willing to fight in the ways that are required of us to win this fight? Or are we just going to hide behind this veneer of being morally superior to the Democrat Party, but never actually fight to eradicate the evil that the Democrats are bringing into our culture or our legal system? If we want to just be morally superior, then we continue to do what we're doing. If we want to win, then we can't be the Republican Party that Martyr Maid described. We have to be willing to fight the fight even when it's difficult. And it will be difficult. The Democrats are reportedly preparing to lock down our society or bring back the COVID restrictions. This according to new reports, actually stemming from TSA. Alex Jones has a whistleblower who said that TSA is planning to bring back mask mandates for air travel. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. So Alex Jones spoke with a TSA whistleblower who told him that uh, airlines are going to be forced by the Biden administration to bring back mask mandates, that this policy has already been created. It's just in the process of being written before it's being introduced to the public. This is what, and I know Alex Jones, right? Who knew that? Think about five years ago. Can you imagine that we would have been citing him? But listen, he's been right on a shocking number of things. And this is what he said about TSA and mask mandates. Ladies and gentlemen, I got a call yesterday. An individual was in town and they wanted to meet with me that I know well. And they are a high-level manager in the TSA. And I went and met with them and had a cup of coffee with them. And they said, you got to warn people. Tuesday, we got called in, the managers, and told that by the middle of September that the new policy is being written, that this is done. They were told this is happening. This is not hypothetical. You will all have to wear masks again, and so will airport employees. Then by the middle of October, they are going to say that everyone flying has to wear a mask. And in the meetings, people began to ask them, well, I mean, why is this happening? They said, well, because of the new variant in Canada, 
and because of the WHO, they may, you know, declare this, but regardless, we've been told this is going to happen. It's the end of August right now. If this happens, we're going to see it unfold in September for TSA and in airports and in October for air travelers. Is it going to happen? We'll have to wait and see. I mean, this new variant that they're blaming it on, if, I, if we could bring up this Bethany Mandel tweet, this new variant doesn't seem too frightening because, as Bethany points out, she goes, let me guess. It's really dangerous because it spreads easily because no one knows they have it and it manifests as a common cold. She wrote that in response to CNN saying a highly mutated new variant of the virus that causes COVID-19 has countries on alert as scientists scramble to understand how far, is, far it has spread and how well our immunity will defend against it. Well, doesn't sound too scary to me. Meanwhile, David Weissman tweeted at me. He's, he was a Republican years ago. He became a Hillary Clinton supporter in 2016. He thinks of himself as a liberal right now, although he doesn't really fit in to the left. He said, what do you think can help defeat COVID? Lately, I've been having mixed feelings about mask mandates myself, but what can we do to end this pandemic that we can all agree on? So first of all, it's not a pandemic. It is not a pandemic. And I don't say that as my opinion. I'm just quoting our president, Joe Biden. Joe Biden said that it's over. He said that it's not a thing anymore. Here are a few things that we should do. And by the way, I... Am a, I want to issue an apology to anybody who's watching on YouTube. Uh, we are going to have to censor this because YouTube did rescind their COVID-19 misinformation policy. However, in a huge cop-out that should surprise no one, they have implemented a new medical misinformation policy, which basically says if you dissent from anything the World Health Organization says on any medical issue, then you are not allowed to say it on YouTube. So maybe this dissents. I don't know. If you want to watch this full thing, which, by the way, this and the video I'm going to show after you really is a must-watch, so you can go to rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler if you want to watch the video version, or this uncensored version will also be on Apple and on Spotify. Just search the Liz Wheeler Show. So I responded to David about what we can do to end this, and I said, well, first of all, you can take vitamin D. Uh, second of all, you can exercise. Third of all, don't be obese. Fourth, stop eating sugar and other crap. Five, take a probiotic so your gut is healthy. If your gut is healthy, your immune system is going to be stronger. Don't go to work or school while you're sick. And this is true, by the way, of any sickness, not just COVID-19. It's not special or specific to COVID-19. That's just common courtesy. Um, we can use available drugs to mitigate the severity of COVID, like hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, things that we know work. And we cannot, under any circumstance, get the COVID jab because new studies are showing that those who have gotten the COVID jab are more susceptible to getting COVID and getting COVID more severely. Um, COVID seems like a, basically a glorified cold at this point. It doesn't mean it's not dangerous to people who are very old or incredibly sick or obese. There are risk factors that can make even a common cold dangerous. But COVID is endemic. It's going to be here and it's going to stay here. There's no such thing as zero COVID at this point. We have to learn to live with it like we do a million other viruses. So it doesn't seem like rocket science to me, but perhaps it does. Um, to others, RFK Jr. issued a pretty stunning warning about what Fauci did during the first wave of COVID by ignoring hydroxychloroquine and ignoring ivermectin in favor of remdesivir and what that actually meant. I mean, if we're going to face a quote-unquote COVID wave in this fall, as the Biden administration is telling us, I think that they're already telling people to get more boosters, um, which is ridiculous. But if we are going to face this, we need to remember that Fauci did this the first time around. Take a look. You want to treat them at home. Give them the things that we know kill viral replication. 
zinc and anything that enhances zinc, like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and a hundred other remedies that we now know dramatically reduce the spread of this disease. And what was our protocol? Our protocol was to do none of that. No treatment until you go to the hospital. And then your treatment are two things that are bound to kill you, ventilators and remdesivir. And Tony Fauci knew that remdesivir would kill you. He knew that because in 2019, he tried to put, use it for Ebola, 2019. He tried to use it for Ebola, and within five days of treatment, it gave lethal side effect to 54% of the people. And the safety monitoring board ordered him to terminate the use of that drug. And he threw a phony, contrived, absolutely fraudulent study that he manipulated and orchestrated got that drug made standard of care. It is homicide. And if you look, how does it kill people? Two ways, three ways. Kidney failure, heart failure, and all organ collapse. And what happened to the people who died in the pandemic? What were they dying of? Kidney failure. All the doctors said, you heard it again and again, we've never seen a virus that attacks the kidneys. Because it wasn't the virus. It was the remdesivir. I feel like we always focus on the lockdowns and our businesses being ruined and the vaccine coercion or the vaccine mandates and passports and the mask mandates. And we forget about remdesivir. We forget what Tony Fauci did to all the people who were hospitalized with COVID by making remdesivir the quote unquote standard of care, even though it was, uh, to use RFK Jr.'s words, it was homicide. It was deadly. We have time for one more random thing from the internet. This is a princess overcomes her fear and slays the dragon. Take a look at this. Oh, I hate this. I hate this video. That's about how old my daughter is. She'd be terrified of something like that. And that little girl got so scared she went and tangled it. But still, it's so terrifying. I don't like when parents do this to their kids. This is like, did you guys see that trend of moms cracking eggs on their kids' heads and posting it on TikTok? And the kids were like so betrayed and so crying. And the moms are just laughing at them. I do not like when parents do mean things to their kids just to get video. Like your kid trusts you to take care of them and protect them. You're not supposed to betray them like that. On that note, <laughs> thank you for watching today. Um, thank you for listening. In order to continue to support our show to protect us from demonetization, cancellation, social ostracization, please join the Liz Wheeler Show community as a premium subscriber. You can go to lizwheeler.com slash locals. Join us over there. It helped, You're the bulwark against cancellation. We appreciate each and every one of you. lizwheeler.com slash locals. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is the Liz Wheeler Show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.